Hello, everybody. It's the Wrestling with the Willies podcast. It's me and Jeremy again today. I should say, my name is Josh, blah, blah, blah. But, like, everybody should have probably known my name by now. Like, we have, like, I don't know. I think it's, like, over 200 podcasts or something. It's, like, I, I think we got a, a bunch of them out there. I don't remember how many. But, anyway, di- digressing. We're talking about backlash today. We've been a little bit late because life things gotten in the way and stuff like that. So... Uh, what's it called? So we're talking about uh backlash today, which probably uh, was better than I expected, but it's way better than it was during WrestleMania backlash of last year. <laughs> so I mean, I think that was like the main thing. So uh, especially came from Puerto Rico. Uh, I can't remember. Um. I think and just Josh, just so you know, you think we have more than we have. We have sixty-eight. Oh, sixty-eight, really? I thought yeah. we had more than that. <laughs> because I thought we did like it. Oh well, whatever. I mean, that's a lot anyway. Sixty-eight podcasts when we've been doing well, this what like three years, I think. Yeah, we've almost got well twenty twenty March March of twenty twenty was our first one. Yeah, so, so three years. So yeah, it's a little over three years. But yeah, if you think about once a month. You know, you know yeah. th- that's quite a bit because once a month would be 36 of them. So, well, I mean, we've been we doing one or like two a month. Special episodes and all that shit. We're yeah. talking about shitting on uh, Jim Cornette and shit. No. <laughs> well, we, we could still be doing some of those, but I well, think we were supposed to do one on, uh, on Teddy Hart. Teddy I Hart, I think. Yeah. But I mean, still, it's like uh, mostly it's been because. Uh, other pay-per-views have gotten in the way. So, like, uh, especially with WrestleMania and stuff like that, like, all these have came out pretty quickly, so it's hard to keep up with them. So, like, uh, yeah, it came from San Juan, Puerto Rico, which was actually, like, pretty cool because, I mean, like, you're not used to, like, it's when I hear New Japan crowds and stuff like that, it's always different. And especially this one was, like, it was so surprising because the first match was Bianca and Io Sky, and both of them got pretty loud pops. Not to the extent where it was like Sami Zayn and uh, stuff like on WrestleMania, but still, it was like uh, still pretty good pops. And then even like everybody from Puerto Rico was wanting Io Sky to win. Which I was surprised. Like they were well, like, honestly, I wanted her to win, even though she's a heel. I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of. Well, she was Io Shirai before, but I'm a big fan of hers. I I have been since she was in NXT. So, yeah. and she always performs the same. She doesn't really mess things up either. I mean, yeah. so you you know, there's there's certain people that mess stuff up a lot, and I don't tend to like those wrestlers. Um. And yeah, especially she feels like she's very safe in the ring, even if, like, uh, her moonsault looks like it might be, like, she's probably got one of the better moonsaults that people have done, too. So, I mean, like... Yeah, it sure as the hell isn't like Charlotte's. Yeah, like, mostly because she actually, like, lands on the opponent, <laughs> which we've talked about this uh, ad nauseum by now. But, like... 
the main thing about this match, it was actually a lot better than I expected. They gave it, what was it, 18 minutes? Yeah. Like, they and they let them do a lot in the ring, and then the, the crowd was just so, like, you could tell that they liked both people, but, like, they were just really wanting Ioskai to win. Yeah, this premium live event was weird because there literally was seven matches and three of them were shorter than 10 minutes. Yeah. And then it's it was like, like they had it. I think it was like three hours long for the whole entire pay-per-view too. And it well, was and like, that's the thing that I'm getting kind of fed up with, with WWE though, is that they're three hours long and like probably an hour and a half of them are ads. Yeah. And yeah. even if you're doing the ad free peacock, you're watching, I mean, it's an hour and a half of ads. Yeah, because they add so, the, the WWE ads into the the programming, which I think is completely stupid and uh, it's unnecessary. Well, yeah, and when you see, you'll see in a couple of podcasts when we talk about AEW Double or Nothing, the difference in their match lengths is incredible. Yeah. Because, like... I look at the match links for all of these, and we'll get to them as we talk about them, but Josh kind of mentioned Bianca and EO Sky was 18 minutes. But then pretty much there were only two other ones that were of any great length, and we'll get to those later. But the vast majority of them were barely 10 minutes and under. It's it's yeah. just crazy to me when you're watching a wrestling show and you're watching matches that go for you know that short a time. Especially with, it's like understandable with certain ones, but it's like, man, it's like. But I'd be somewhat pissed, like when we talk about the second match, I'd be pissed if I was Seth Rollins, but, uh, um, or Bobby Lashley in that one, because like I said, we'll talk about it when we get there, but it's like, it's it's a joke. Yeah. It's like they did a lot for the Bianca and Io Sky match. And it was actually probably one of my favorite, like one of my higher up uh, matches on the card, actually. But like not saying much, there's not a whole lot on here that was like really great, too, which WWE has a problem with doing. I get like you're trying to like have more people on the roster on the pay-per-views, but if I don't really care about certain people and their storylines, I'm not going to really care about watching the 18 minute long match. If I don't really care, especially if I know how the, the match is going to (laughs) go, which is mainly why I'm so tired of Roman matches, but like, yeah, like, yeah, Bianca should have honestly, I think she, she should have honestly lost at, uh, what's it called, at WrestleMania, and then they had somebody else do this. <laughs> like, I get why they had her win. I well, think. we'll talk about it, but, yeah. I mean, um, it's, uh, well, I only they just delayed it, basically. Because, but like, yeah. I'm only saying this because we're like a couple months ahead and we're going to talk about another uh, podcast, like another uh, pay-per-view uh, soon. But which, but uh, what's it called? It's just, I don't know. I just don't understand what WWE are doing with some of the characters. Like this one, 
It made sense at the time for Bianca to win, even though that I was going for Io Sky to win. But, like, even, especially, a lot of people are wanting her to get rid of her trademark hair, too, Bianca. Like, a lot of people are like, they just need to get rid of her hair. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't think she's going to. I don't think that that's like her thing. Well, I just don't, I don't think, I don't think that think ever going should. away. Well, I mean, the only way to explain it is a hair versus hair match or something. What but I think then? I think that's her way to go heel easily is the hair thing. Because oh. she doesn't use the hair very often, right? As a heel, she can use it as a weapon a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're not going to do it as a good person, like a face. You're not going to use your hair. The heel's going to use your hair against you but yeah like she a heel will it. use it yeah probably when she was a heel like i mean she, the main one was uh the one time against sasha and the one time against becky those are like the only times that i remember that she uh, used but, her hair on that but she was a heel then wasn't she or would no, she be a tweener no, or whatever you want to call face. it i mean she was still a face but i'm like the thing is like you're talking about like she goes haywire with it like smacks her like you're gonna smack somebody like you're doing it with a kendo stick Yo, or you and hang then, them from the like rope heel. like uh brody king yeah. does when he yeah. does that choke holder the yeah, headlock they thing could do that like so, that's why i would say that you would have to really play it up like it's like as strong as a kendo stick with her hair like if she would turn heel that's well it is i mean i remember that well i don't remember who she hit one time but she hit her Tasha. Uh, and it, Where it made a big ass mark yeah. on her yeah so like, i mean she it still did the same thing with becky but i don't think it was as bad as this one with sasha but, uh, like, that's the main thing. Like, I think she should, uh, it would have been nice if they would have do, uh, did an audible and then IO Sky won, and then it would have played up the, t- because it was kind of weird with Bailey, too. Like, she came out and tried to help, and we're showing that, like, dissension between damage control, I guess, and that's one reason why I understood why they went. But I think most of the talk about Bailey was what she was wearing. Yeah, because she was wearing these pants where it was showing, like, a lot of things. I mean, a lot of people talk about her dump truck, though. Like, that's, like, one of the main I things know, but, they ever talk but, about. I remember after this that a lot of people were just talking about the outfit. Yeah, it like was, they were talking about the outfit, but then every time I'm on Twitter or something, and, like, you know, because most of the stuff that I follow around usually is, like, wrestling stuff or music stuff related so, like, whenever something shows up, like, they'll be like, Bailey in these pants. And, the, of course, it's showing her ass in the thing. They're like, oh, my God, it's Bailey's ass. I'm like, good Lord, dude, you guys need to, like, get a life. Really <laughs> focusing too much on that shit. Oh, I would agree. Well, I, w- I wasn't focused on that at all. It was literally the wrestling. That's it. Yeah, I don't pay attention to anything and else. The pants, the pants were just weird. And the color was weird, too, but I understood why they picked the color was because everybody was matching somewhat. But, like, yeah, they're just showing dissension between them all, and then eventually it seems like probably it's going to be a a face turn for Io Sky, and then she'll do her own thing. That's what it seems like that they're building with her character. I don't know. So, like, this is just me, like, 
guessing. Well, that's what it seems like to me. Uh, yeah. Even since then, what they've been doing yeah. is that because um, Dakota Kai's hurt again. Damn, she She's tore ACL. Hurt. I think. Damn, I think is what I read that oh, there yeah, she tore her ACL about that. Yeah, during supposedly the... she was trying to protect somebody else that got injured. I think it was Liv. Yeah. I think it was Liv Morgan. She was supposed to, like, she got injured. And so then she was trying to do something where she wasn't trying to make it worse. And then she ended up fucking herself up in the process. Yeah. Which I could, so, understand, I could understand that you're trying to thinking, uh, think of other ways to not hurt somebody. Because I think live, it was her shoulder. Yeah. So if anything, what I'm guessing is she went to go do her signature kick. It's like I can't remember what they call it, where she just runs around the corner of the ring and then just does the big boot to her face. I can't remember what they call that, but I'm guessing. That, like, it was after Liv hurt her shoulder, and then she went to go kick her, and she probably changed it in a certain way. That way it didn't fuck, it hit her full on, and then that's what hurt her leg. That's what I'm guessing, at least, because they I don't think they even have, like, I think it was, like, a house show or something that it happened on, too, right? Or something? I think. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so, um, anyway, too much talking about that one anyway. So, probably the easiest one of the night for me to be like, yeah, you know what, fuck this match was Seth versus Omos. I was, like, so overdone with... Well, the I, next okay. three matches, really, I mean, yeah. we could talk about the Rhea Ripley more, but, like, yeah, Seth Rollins and Omos, I'd be pissed if I was Seth Rollins. Well, yeah, they only gave it 10 minutes, but like... But that's because almost can't to... wrestle. I don't even know yeah. why he's even on the roster right now. I, I Just because you're seven to... foot four don't mean shit. I mean, yeah. you know, it's different with Andre the Giant. The dude had wrestling skills. This dude doesn't have any. He's yeah. just big. And then you and... turn it from like everyone there like, he could go. I'm like... He hasn't shown anything from me that showed that he could go. The problem is, is that uh, WWE does this shit where they want you to, oh, because you're a big guy, you don't have to do a whole lot of moves to stand out. Yeah, but that shit is so tired and old. Well, you know what's different is if a guy like Keith Lee goes around and he's a fat guy and he does fucking small guy shit. Okay, that's what gets people to. Uh, it's like, okay, you shit on the giant or otherwise known as Big Show for doing a damn elbow drop off the damn top rope. It's like, what is the problem with that? I don't understand what is a bad thing for him to go up to the top rope and do an elbow drop on somebody. The dude's like seven feet tall, it's gonna fucking hurt. <laughs> So, okay, if Omos is so fucking great, why don't you have him do a suicide dive or something? Oh, yeah, because you want to sell out this idea that these guys just kick you in the face and then they're done. It's like, no, it doesn't work like that. Like, sometimes it works like that, but, like, honestly, like, some small guys could whoop the shit out of somebody that's seven foot four. I'm just saying. 
because they telegraph their moves and they're slow. <laughs> and this is pretty much essentially what this match was. Yeah, and unfortunately, there's not much to talk about with that match. I mean, unfor and that's why I said with almost, you know, you get his standard, like, moves that he does, and then basically well, the other person matches. works for him. Well, they put him in these matches where oh, high-profile dudes, right? Like Seth and uh, Brock at one point. But then he loses, so it's like okay, so he's not credible anymore. Like, well, yeah, that's all. Oh, but they're doing. But they okay. did the same thing with Braun Strowman in his first run. I mean, he was yeah. literally pulling over sets on top of people, and then he would lose a match against them. It's like that doesn't make sense. Yeah, like that should have been the guy that they were pushing, like Roman. Like, like Braun should have been Roman to me. Because he could do anything. Roman can't do shit. I mean, he can't really do any. Every match I mean, like we talk about all the time is exactly the same. Every match he does. Even when he does a tag team match. We'll talk about it during Night of Champions. But even then, it was like the same. Yep. The same. Anyways. Well, but um, like, I said, like I've said to as nauseum with other people. Like, I am so tired of Roman. I don't know why anybody cheers him. But I didn't understand why anybody cheered Brock up until this latest shit that he did, where he was a face for the longest time. I still don't even understand what he's doing now, where like he's a heel again. I don't really understand it. It doesn't. Well, I feel they just had to find a spot for Cody. Yeah. Because now Cody can't be feuding with Roman. Yeah, because it, it's not going to work out right the way they played it out. So they've got to, they can't make Cody a heel. So they got to make Brock a freaking heel. Yeah, it's even just, though the and, and, and Brock's at the point now where I don't think he's got much time left. Like I think he's yeah he's if he's going to leave at some point. Up, yeah, yeah. So it really like, doesn't matter whether or not he's a face or a heel for himself at this point. Yeah, so, like, that's the main thing for me. Like, this whole thing, like, he gave him the stomp, and then he kicked out of it. So they gave him, like, the the main thing. Oh, he was the first one to kick out of the stomp. But then he stomped him again off the top rope, and he won. So it was like, okay, what does that... Oh, wow, he's a big dude, and he could get out of the move that everybody else doesn't get out of? Just doesn't make sense. I just, I'm like, I would have much rather had almost just be out into the ether and get better before he comes out. But that's yep. why I say that too many big men I don't really care about. Like, oh, it's mostly because they don't show him like I should give a shit. Oh, okay, he does three moves. That's it. Like, even his finisher is something that other people do. Like, literally, other people do. Like, I mean, granted, the same thing could be said for Braun, but, like, I feel like his running power slam kind of reminds me of, like, British Bulldogs, where, like, no matter what, like, you could just, like, beat him anyway. Like, not that many people could get out. Like, it's a simple move, but, uh, like, the way that he does it is just, like, it sets him apart from other people that do it. It's kind of like the perfect plex, too. It's like a simple move, but depending on who does it, just makes it do well. But, like, nothing that almost does. Like, oh, wow, he gets to scream at people. That's all he fucking does. It's like that. that is so tired and 
I could talk all day about how stupid it is. Now, the main thing which I was surprised about was Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, and Bronson Reed uh, uh, three-way where even still, Bronson Reed is just not getting cheered, booed, whatever. But they gave it six, almost seven minutes to tell this damn story about Austin Theory winning again to give an excuse for Bobby Lashley to keep chasing Austin Theory for the title belt. <laughs> like, just, yeah, that was what I was getting at. I, uh, uh, Seth Rollins, I'd be pissed. And then in this one, I'd be pissed if I was Lashley. Yeah. It's be, like, wait. So I get a match on the card. He didn't even get a match on WrestleMania's card. Yeah, most and of then, of Bray Wyatt, it seems. Yeah, and then second, and then this one, he gets a six minute and fifty second match. It's like I'd be so pissed off. Yeah, I mean, especially anyway. like Bronson Reed and stuff like that. And like this deserves like more time, in my opinion. I I think. And I this like is Bronson another Reed, one. I they think they haven't done anything with Bronson Reed to like. I don't know. He's just there right now because they haven't shown anything for like character work or anything on him. It just feels like, hey, he's a heel. Put him against them. That's what it feels like to me, which is disappointing because I really like Bronson Reed. I like how he doesn't want anybody to kick out of his tsunami. The um, because I mean, granted, look at the size of him. I definitely know that that shit would hurt. <laughs> like literally, I saw something where Chad Gable was talking about the worst move that he ever takes, and then he was like talking about Montez Ford doing a frog splash, and he's like, "Fucking no matter how many times I've taken that damn fucking frog splash, even if he like leans down, it still fucking hurts harder and harder every time I take it." Like, just imagine it's Bronson Reed, this almost 300-pound dude, just slamming his fucking fat-ass stomach on your chest. <laughs> it would not fucking be fun. There is no way that you would, you should kick out of that damn move. But, like, that's what I'm saying. It's just Agreed. like he was just in the match. And then I was just like, okay, this seemed like a filler match where they're like, yeah, but the match wasn't long enough to really tell anything, and that's where yeah, well, a lot of Austin right. Theory's matches have been like that lately. It's like somehow well, it's he'll like, win it, and it's like what? And it's it, like uh, what I'm talking about Austin Theory and John Cena when we were talking about him on uh, WrestleMania. Like at one point he talks about it, he's like, oh yeah, he's just not the guy that could do that shit right now and he was like i'm just being real about it and i'm like this is coming from john cena right the dude that probably politicked his way to get on vince's good side and stayed on vince's good side you know the whole damn time <laughs> i mean i'm not saying that that's probably what it was but i'm just guessing that's how it is because it seems like most of them have a current theme when it comes to um being top guys <laughs> when they're being top guys there's always one thing that they do better than some of the other guys they but yeah i mean work ethic to, or whatever but literally roman's matches are exactly the same as john cena matches <laughs> one to get back just to complete on this match though there was nothing memorable memorable about it it just was a six minute filler like you said 
Well, there's and some honestly, matches even like. the next match, the Rhea Ripley Zelina Vega match was the same way. the The cool thing about this one though is Zelina Vega's from Puerto Rico, or she's Puerto Rican, so she came out in an outfit that was very Puerto um, Rican. Very Puerto like Rican. She, she and, had the flag up on her back where she came out and she was crying or tearing up and shit. And I was and like, I think. That's the only reason this wasn't a squash match. Yeah. Is because it was in Puerto Rico. Because yeah, otherwise... Because if it was on Raw, she would have gotten her ass handed to her. <laughs> yeah, and we'll talk about at Night of Champions, what happened at that one is what I expected at this one. But I didn't really think about the Zelina Vega being... Puerto yeah. Rican part. But I even mentioned this. We've been doing uh, simulations on Twitch before all the pay-per-views lately. I think the first one we did was for Backlash. So if you guys check out our Twitch channel, it might still be up. If it's not, it's on yeah. our, uh, yeah. uh, it's on our uh, YouTube for... channel. It's on our website, too. So you'll be able to see yeah, the actual stimulation up, uh, for this days or something like that yeah so you'll see if you actually watch through it you'll see what the simulation showed and and most of these were all pretty close yeah most of these were which was funny when we talk about night of champions though you'll see it, they weren't most of them were off but this one uh even this one got some of like the way the match went correct like, we'll talk about, like, when we talk about Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar, the way our simulation started was pretty much how it started during this, which was kind of yep. weird. But, um, but anyways, but yeah, I expected the Rhea Ripley's Elena Vega match to be a squash match that Rhea, so the result was what I expected. I just didn't expect it to actually go longer than even the, yep, the Lashley match went. It was I mean, only by 20 showed- seconds, but. Yeah, it still went seven minutes. No, there wasn't like more. Like I thought that there was, and they had more Puerto Ricans, but it was probably because, like, uh, they had that set up for the afterwards. Like when you knew that Rhea Ripley was going to win, though, because like she just won the championship, and it seems like they're kind of like doing a passing the torch thing to Rhea. To be like the next big uh, face for the title holder now. Oh, I get Which that, Josh. But sense. like, just just pure yeah, size in general. Just, Rhea Ripley imagine, is like, like two feet taller you, than Zelina Vega is. I mean, Zelina yeah, Vega is a well, little tiny tell, thing. Well, you can tell it's different. Like I think we were talking about on the, when we watched it too that, like. Uh, I think that they don't tear up flags anymore. Like the last time that I heard about it was like when Chris Jericho, like I think he kicked a flag out into the stands and people flipped the fuck out. But like, if you wanted to see like Bria get like so much fucking hate on her, like if she would have ripped that shit off of Zelina Vega and like just wrecked house <laughs> and just beat her within a few seconds, just imagine, like, the hate that would have filled that room. Oh, yeah, I get that. But I honestly think they're trying to build up these cities to go back to them. It's like Saudi oh, Arabia, yeah. right? So yeah. it's like they're not going to mess with the, the country. Well, it's like I'm hearing rumors they're going to go to Australia for a live event, a premium live event at some point. I mean, um, I don't think that they shouldn't. That's why I also thought that at one point they should have – 
uh, WrestleMania at like London or something. I, I don't see it. Like, imagine, I mean, what's it called? Wembley Stadium. Well, they they might like, now with, uh, with uh, AEW going to all in over there. Oh, and it might be just be to. Like, it's showing good things, though. Like, how they're saying that they at least sold 60,000 tickets. That is, like, such a good thing for them. Like, I'm so happy now that they're doing... I mean, granted, the AEW does a lot of stuff that is kind of iffy with me, but, I mean, like, it's good knowing that there's more competition and people are actually trying to show that they give a shit about another product other than wrestling. Yeah, I get that. We'll talk more about the AEW stuff when we talk about Double or Nothing because I I have opinions on, like, on the new Collision show and how they're working that out, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, the next match, I don't, did you have anything else on that match, Josh? Cause there no, wasn't much to the Rhea Ripley one either, besides the reaction that Zelina Vega got. Yeah. I was kind of um, doing a segue into the Damian Priest match because I was but, talking about the Puerto Rico stuff, but, but like, the next two yeah, matches Matt, were my favorite of the night though. The, yeah, the next Matt, two matches Matt, we're going to talk about. Yeah. Match of the night for me is probably bad bunny and Damian Priest. Mostly because they were both and, Puerto Rican guys. <laughs> yeah, and for me, it was Damian Priest's um, performance in this match. Oh yeah, he was great. I mean, like I, I've liked him even at, like when I saw him in Ring of Honor as Punishment Martinez, which is yeah. like not even like the same character. It's like so far departure from what he did as Punishment Martinez as what he's doing now. Yeah, I mean, With the Judgment Day. I, and shit, I think we like, talked about it. I mean, he carried Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny's okay, but yeah. Damian Priest carried him in this match. Oh and, yeah, he made him look great in yeah, this match. And and not only that, Damian Priest. I told you this. I think when we were watching it, or I've told you this in the past. There's certain guys that are built for Judgment Day, and I think Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest are built for that group. Like there's no, yeah. I I find Finn Balor kind of odd, and I the Dom thing's working because of Rhea Ripley and yeah. their interaction. But Finn Balor yeah, just seems out of place for me in the group. Um, but Damian Priest, man, Damian Priest should be the leader of that group. And oh yeah, and it really seems like Finn Balor kind of is. But I see, honestly, I see at some point if they're smart. That there's Ballard. a turn on Finn Ballard that Damian yeah. Priest turns on him, and they kick him out because, or they may not because you know they've already kicked Edge out or whatever. But I've heard rumors there's going to be another person added to Judgment Day. Yeah. I don't know who that'll be. But, well, they um, also were talking about rumors that Ilya Drogonov or Drogonov, I think is how you say his name. You would think he'd go to Imperium, be an Imperium. Yeah, that yeah, would make sense, what they're though. talking about, yeah. I mean, it would make total sense. Just imagine him being a fuck. Because I think the whole time he's been mostly a face in his whole career. Well, if I remember like, right, that was one of the best forward. matches I saw in. Yeah. NXT yeah. was him and I Walter. Called it, I called it like my match of the year at one. It point. was him and Walter, right? When we yes, t- yeah, that match was great. 
And that's what I'm saying. Like, just imagine them both. Like, any of these hard-hitting guys, like, Imperium reminds me of kind of like a better version of the Blackpool Calabat Club. Because they're just, like, I love how they say, like, the mat is sacred and stuff like that. And they try to make it, like, that they mean business in the ring and stuff like that. And that's why I think that certain people are a perfect fit for that group. And Judgment Day, like, I definitely think that they could do more with the Judgment Day name. Like, they're... like uh, judging everyone that they're pretty much beating if they wanted to, like I don't know, like yeah, yeah. And you know, you talked about Blackpool Combat Club. We'll talk about more of that on AEW's podcast. But I will just point out the fact that one of the issues I see with that group is that none of them are really good talkers. The only one that really is is Brian Danielson, but he doesn't yeah. talk as much as Moxley does. So yeah. it's like, I think if there's anybody that should be talking for the group, it should be Brian Danielson and everybody else so should I shut up. Late, which lately it's been a lot of Brian Danielson talking. It oh. has lately, but I mean, for a while there, it was Moxley talking all the time. Yeah. I mean, and Cesaro or, you know, um, so Claudio. Wheeler Yuta. Yeah. And Wheeler Yuta, they aren't very good on the mic as much. See, like, Claudio's a very good wrestler. Yeah. We met Wheeler Yuta, and then I think we, like, yeah, I think that was the main one out of the Blackpool Combat Club that we met was Wheeler Yuta. This was even before he was even in the Blackpool Combat Club. It was when he was with the best friends. But, like, yeah. Yeah, we met them on the cruise, and Chuck Taylor and... Trent Beretta wasn't there. It was just uh, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Wheeler Yuta, I think. I think Trent was hurt at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he hurt his neck, yeah. Which seems like it's happened more than once. But anyway, back to the Bad Bunny match. But yeah, Damian Priest sold the hell out of his leg. He sold, he sold and, the hell out of his leg. But like the main thing was, holy shit, that pop that Bad Bunny got just coming out to the ring. But, like, that was, like, one of the coolest things. And also, it was kind of cool that they did the drone shots. It seemed like that was different in this one that they did and uh, that they don't do in other, like, uh, pay-per-views was that they had a drone film a bunch of shit. Like, yeah, it's around. probably allowed over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's probably not allowed here. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh anyway so like a lot of this stuff happened like it was cool that and like at one point you knew that judgment day were going to get involved so eventually even like you didn't expect half of the people that were going to show up and it made sense when certain people did because puerto rico has always been synonymous with karma carlos cologne where he even had his uh i don't even know if he still has his wrestling promotion out there i'm assuming that he does that is run by like carlito and primo and stuff but like or well i don't even know what uh their like actual like outside wwe names are but uh what's it called so eventually at one point judgment day gets involved and then Car- first off carlito comes out and it does the spitting the apple in the face into dumb and does the backstabber all this stuff so then at one point 
LWO shows up like at the very last moment because Savio Vega and all these other Puerto Rican wrestlers came out to help. <laughs> and then they came out with LWO shoots, uh, short, uh, shirts and stuff, which I thought was super cool. Like the whole thing. I, I, I mean, like, I think Savio Vega works behind the scenes for WWE, so it's not a surprise, but. I mean, some of it was goofy, but, like, it was a good goofy to, like, give it a reason why Damian Priest also lost. <laughs> yeah, and I remember reading about it after, too, that Carlito was shocked that it didn't get leaked that he was there. Oh, yeah. Like, he was, like, you know, as as popular as I am here, I, I, I am shocked that nobody knew that I was going to be on this. Well, that's so, the, that's the main reason why I thought that, like, it was so cool. Know that they did was because, and like, the colognes have been synonymous with Puerto Rico for for like ever. Like it seems like even uh, Bruiser Brody was like in uh, Puerto Rico and shit like that too. So like it was kind of cool, like having that nod back to it. And, and like one thing, Carlito looks in great shape, and I'm surprised that they didn't sign him again to do even just a minor like wrestling thing. Even if they put him in the LWO now, which they kind of like generally did a little bit of, but I mean, also at the same time, it could be like contract disputes, money wise, or they're just like not wanting to pay for somebody else, you know. Like, yeah, I don't know. Totally I, understandable, but but yeah, I mean the the you know I yeah Damian Priest was just great in this match. Bad Bunny, you knew what it's going to win. This match went twenty five minutes, so just in contrast, this match and the match we're getting ready to talk about went for a combined forty seven minutes. Yeah. So if you add up all the flipping wrestling time for the show, it was barely an hour. Or a little yeah. over an hour. Yeah. So for a three-hour show, it tells you how many ads there were. That's where I was yep. saying it's kind of nuts. But the next match went for 22 minutes, yeah, which I was not very thing. like happy with. And and I think this was kind of just thrown together. It's like a, I think they could have redid a a tag team match for this one instead of doing the bloodline. Oh yeah. And then adding the riddle. Riddle. Yeah. I think they were just initially, I kind of understand why they kind of did was they were just showing the uh, dissension and the bloodline even. Oh, I get that. But at the same time, Matt Riddle was brought in because he was in, wasn't he injured by solo? I think he went to rehab, but like he, no, but I mean, injured when he, but I mean, called out. Yeah. He got injured by, solo yeah yeah so i mean it made more sense to me that matt riddle should have fought solo and then it yeah, should have just been legit by the himself, usos yeah. versus ko and Sami Zayn, not to have a six-man tag team match so um but again yeah they were trying to get that whole bloodline storyline the, the main thing. thing is but like, they really didn't go anywhere with this one it yeah. goes more and later like even during raws and smackdowns and freaking uh night of champions when we talk about that one that's when it really starts to boil over but i mean this one it was more like you know again it's just odd to me and where it's going now it's like this match didn't make much sense 
yeah in the grand scheme of things yeah like i understand that it just felt like it was just there like i mean like i get why they were doing some of the stuff because i mean they were fighting where it was jay and solo constantly like at odds throughout the whole thing so like that's pretty much essentially like how they won Sammy and KO and all them, like one. Well, yeah, because like, wasn't there a part where Solo almost hit yeah. Jay or Jimmy? Yeah, with his and then spike? they kept, yeah, and they kept on tagging each other out and stuff like that. And he almost hit him with the thing, and then eventually, I think they knocked Solo out of the ring, and then he did the Luva kick on Jay a couple of times, I think, and then pinned him. I think that's how the, how fin- finish. Yeah, but, and I don't think this needed 22 minutes to yeah, tell that story. Yeah, but honestly, but again, yeah. when you only give the other one six minutes and seven minutes, yeah, you only leave them. You had to else, fill yeah. it with something else. Yeah, yeah. like that's the, because that's you knew the, damn well the the last match wasn't going to go long because Brock was in it. And that's mostly why I think that uh, what's it called the bloodline stuff works right now. But like the only person that I could see as beating Roman right now is, uh, is mostly Jay. <laughs> like, it feels like they're just trying. I wonder if he was, th- Roman was setting up this whole thing to like turn Jimmy and Jay into main offenders by themselves or something. Yeah. I don't know because like I said, you know, we could talk about it in the next one or we can talk about it now, but where they're at now is that, um, solo attack jimmy on smackdown yeah so it's like i don't know who they're positioning to go after roman they're positioning somebody to obviously it's not solo because he's still working for roman but jay or jimmy it could be either one of them jay makes the most sense because of where the whole storyline started yeah but um but we'll see what they really go with Yep, and that's why, uh, to, like, at least when I knew that Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar was the main event, I was like, oh, thank God, it's going to be quick. I mean, I love Cody Rhodes, but, like, I'm so tired of, like, Brock's shit, especially heel Brock. Well, but damn, he sold out for him, though. At one point... Yeah, he did, but, I mean, at the... the the turnbuckle and i don't think it was on purpose uh, at least i hope that it wasn't he legit like whacked his face right onto the steel turnbuckle no i read it was on purpose oh really so he yeah. legit took that he lit he purpose? legit took it yeah because there was blood dude. planned for the match and that's how brock wanted to take it Dude, that just shows that fucking Brock is a beast of a man, and obviously he might, he must like Cody, because he wouldn't have done that shit for like Dean Ambrose and some of the. <laughs> well, that's what like, I was saying before. I think we said either on the po- last podcast or the one before that was that Brock seems to be at the end of his thing, and he's like working to like set up the next person it kind of seems like what randy orton was doing with matt riddle before he got hurt was Mm -hmm. that he was trying to help the younger guys position themselves for when they leave so that's what it seems like brock is doing um and he has to obviously be the one to turn heel because cody sure as the hell ain't going heel right now yeah um so 
Um, but yeah, this match was the standard Brock match, except for, like you said, he took that hit to the face to made him bleed, but that kind of explained why he lost. It's kind of like when we talk about Night of Champions, why it their rematch goes the way it does. But um, Yeah, especially the promo that Brock told that Monday afterwards where he was like, you see what you did to my face? And, and like while he's like bruised and like his blood uh, like blood is in his eye and shit. It's like you see what you did? This is what I'm gonna do. Like that shit. I was like uh, like to me it's just like some of Brock's best stuff but like I just feel like this shit's to the detriment of Cody. Because I hate seeing, like, oh, okay, constantly Cody has to do all this shit to build himself up to taking the title. It's like, I don't care. You do this all the time. You do it all the time. You did it with Daniel Bryan. You did it with CM Punk. You literally did it with so many other people out there. But the funniest, and this is what we talk about, it's funny. They do it with a lot of these guys, right? But they don't do it with Charlotte. It's like Charlotte can lose a match, leave for six months, come back, and then get a title shot and win the title the first match she gets back. Yep. And it's and like, wait a minute. Like three or four months. Yeah. And then drop And then the only reason she away. loses it because she leaves again. Yeah. I mean, it's like I don't understand the difference because all these other guys have to work at doing stuff, and then she doesn't really have to work to do much. Yep. And she gets time off whenever she wants it. Yep. But, you know, she's got to work harder than all the other people because they're established names. Oh, if you suck, you suck. No. I mean, granted, like, your brother was in the same position and he was okay at it. So, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I'm so tired of Charlotte and I'm tired of... I'm tired of Roman, I'm tired of Brock, I'm tired of them all. Like, trying to be, like, always the end-all, be-all of people and shit. And I'm like, there's a lot better people than there is, like, what you're constantly showing all the time. Uh, So, with all that being said, uh, the next pay-per-view that we're going to talk about is probably Night of Champions, I think. I think that was the next one on the agenda, at least. So, because, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's the next one that we'll talk about on the podcast. We And then, what's it called? We got Double or Nothing, and then I can't remember the next pay-per-view after that. I think it's Money in the Money Bank. Money in the Bank, I believe. Oh, and I always love Money in the Bank, but. It's July 7th or June. It's not far from now, though. Yeah. It's like, like I know it's real soon, yeah. I was like, holy hell. I mean, it's like we, we get through all these and then we got another one. And then another one, yeah. <laughs> so it's like. Huh. Like they're just constantly shoving them out. And, I mean, yeah, uh, July 1st. At one point, they kind of go back to like putting money in the bank on WrestleMania time. It's July 1st and it's in London. Oh, that'll be cool. And then. Uh, NXT has Great American Bash at the end of July. Mm. Which I still have to... I still am so behind on NXT. SummerSlam, August 5th. (sighs) Crown Jewel, November sometime. Survivor Series in November also. 
So much fun. Yeah. All right. So with all that being said, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed the podcast, especially if you made it to this point in the podcast. And yeah, and check, check out, out all our other yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, we we're just gonna be doing Terrifier two and a bunch of other stuff like Superman three on the uh, Sci Fi Graveyard, and most of the other stuff like our Twitch stuff is on our. Uh, a lot of it's on our website, like thehardygeek.com. Everything, ha- um, pretty much uh, everything that we got is mainly on that website. <laughs> yeah, it links directly to our YouTube channels and all of and our other Twitch things. So. And the TikTok page and all that. And he, uh, mind you, I forgot that we uh, we ju- uh, he just uploaded all the days for the Shiprock stuff from the cruise that we went on a few months ago. So we finally got all the footage out and all. See ya.